Welcome to Montgomery County Today. I'm Jen Harris and joining me is County Administrator Craig Meadows. We're here to talk about a recent Board of Supervisors meeting. Thanks for being here with us today. Always good to be here. Thanks, Jen. So at the August 22nd meeting, uh, there were several action items and some items that were discussed and will be discussed later. But the general uh, agenda included one public hearing related to the budget, uh, a work session where two items were talked about. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. I really need some help honing in on what that was and what Absolutely. happened and what's sure. next. <laughs> sure. that's, a, that's a teaser. Stay tuned. There's some exciting tax talk to come. And then uh, five items of new business. But before we get to those exciting items under work session, I just want to quickly go over the public hearing. Uh, whenever there is an adjustment to the budget that exceeds 1% of the budget total, uh, we actually have to have a public hearing. So that's what that item was on the agenda on the August 22nd meeting. Uh, so the public hearing was held due to the dollar amount that Montgomery County Public Schools needed to carry over, as well as some state funding that uh, needed to go to them. And, and we actually serve, I guess, a way to say this kind of a pass through for the schools for this uh, federal money. So that's why that public hearing had to take place. And um, all of the items related to the Montgomery County School budget that we talked about in the public hearing were also on the items of new business. So um, the board voted on those and I'm gonna go ahead and give you that spoiler alert. They were all approved. So four of those five items were on the board's new business uh, were related to the budget. And I'm sure we'll get into that somewhere later, but um, I think I, I kind of stole the thunder with all that public hearing talk. <laughs> no, the, the thing <laughs> Is there that anything I, was, I left out? Well, uh, th th there's one thing I want to point out to our listeners. You use the word exciting and taxes twice in what you just said. So, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody talk about exciting taxes, but we do have some, I think what our citizens will think is good news on a couple of items. And you did cover the reason for the public hearing very well. Anytime the county has an appropriation uh, for the board's consideration that exceeds 1% uh, of the total budget, um, we have to have a public hearing. Now, many times, matter of fact, nearly every time, there are no public comments to that because when we get into the agenda items dealing with those things, that's when the discussion is held. Uh, and you did mention that it was related to the various school appropriations. And I do want to point out, because I, I do think this gets confused a lot of times, the county does not manage the public schools budget. The public schools are a public entity. They have their own elected board and they have their own budget. However, the funding for county schools flows through Montgomery County. We're not the fiscal agent, but the money does come through the county from federal and state dollars. And then the county also puts in a significant amount, as we've talked uh, in total between operations and debt service. Uh, the county, uh, through the pass-throughs and directly, provides about 69% of the school's budget. So that being said, um, I just wanted to make it clear that the schools manage their budget when they have appropriation requests and whatnot. They do have to come to the county to get those cleared up. But uh, so that I hope hopefully I didn't make that worse. Hopefully I explained that well. But at any time if somebody has a question, they can always email or let us know what's going on with that. So no, that's usually an aha moment when people realize that they're the budgets are very separate. 
and but we do work together. It's just the budgets are very separate and they're managed separately. So I'm, I appreciate you clearing that up. So as I stated earlier, there were five um, items in new business and we already covered that four of those related to um, the school's funding and their budget and carryover and all those fun things. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw out there that the fifth new business item was a re uh, resolution to recognize September 4th through the 10th as National Suicide Prevention Week and the month of September 2022 as Suicide Prevention and Recovery Month. So that was also approved by the board. So that kind of clears up a lot of the items throughout the night, um, the agenda items. So let's get into this work session <laughs> that the board had last night. So uh, the board discussed two items related to taxes and um, I, I think I'm just going to go for a third time that, you know, exciting taxes <laughs> talk. How about that? Uh, so will you please fill us in on what the board discussed and potential next steps and how all this is going to work out maybe. I know we don't have a crystal ball, but um, sure. you could just help fill us in some on this. I'll do my best. Um, first off, under the work session, we had a presentation. Uh, the board received an update from Mark Magruder, uh, who's the county's director of management and budget, uh, regarding the county's anticipated uh, higher than normal personal property uh, valuation estimates. And as a result of those higher valuations, uh, uh, if we if the board did not make any adjustments, it would create some much higher taxes uh, for our citizens on personal property. Um, the result of those values being inflated, as I said, uh, would mean the county's motor vehicle tax collections would exceed normal growth patterns. Um, and in this case, it'd be about 27% over normal growth patterns. And I think if anybody in the last six months has gone out and either tried to find a new car to purchase or uh, found a used car and been astonished at the pricing. Uh, that's that's the world we're in right now. And um, our system needs to be adjusted to reflect uh, these unusual times. Uh, so the board uh, was provided four options last night. Uh, our staff uh, developed four options and Mark uh, shared those with the board. The first option uh, to address this anomaly was make no changes to the current system, send the bills out, collect the revenues, and bring in about 27% more than we expected, which I don't think politically was a very good uh, thought. Two, uh, create a new class of personal property with a lower tax rate. That's actually something the General Assembly uh, allowed us to consider because they also recognize that these are unusual times for personal property valuations. Third option was to provide a tax rebate check to citizens. Uh, staff had some concerns with that option simply because it would require taxpayers to receive the full bill, pay the full bill, and then receive a rebate back in the mail. And, as we talked in here, um, while that's perfectly legal and we could do it, that just seems incredibly inefficient and um, not sure that everybody would want to be paying those great big bills and then waiting on a check from the county to come back. And then the fourth item um, is to request the commissioner of the revenue establish an assessment ratio. What that means is the commissioner can say because of uh, this anomaly, these unusual times that 
the values are uh, overstated and that we can have an adjustment to bring those more in line with historical, excuse me, with historical uh, values. The board discussed all four options and they agreed last night, or excuse me, at the meeting uh, by consensus. I always say last night because we always do these podcasts the day after, but I know some folks listen to them a week after. So at the last meeting, they discussed four options and agreed by consensus to move forward with option number four that was presented, which is moving forward with establishing an assessment ratio this year. And that will be an action that the Commissioner of the Revenue takes and submits to the Board of Supervisors. Once that's approved, then the tax book can be generated and the uh, bills will go out from there. Um, they also agreed at the meeting to reevaluate the personal property tax situation again next year, which um, we're, we do that anyway, but I think the board wanted to make it clear that we would pay particular attention to this issue and, and keep that moving forward. Um, so we had all that discussion about personal property tax, and I think you had a comment on that. I'm just curious. So I think some of the things that I heard that I didn't quite get, and we might not have this answer yet, but um, it feels like because of this, we've been a little tentative to move forward with the normal schedule for um, the evaluations and then sending out the bills. So does that change any other timeline since it feels like we're not really late, but just a little bit off the typical timeline for the bills that are associated with this? Actually, the it, it does affect the timeline a little bit, and we will discuss that further with the board when we come back with once we receive this certification from the commissioner. Actually, option four that they decided to proceed with is the one that can keep the timeline closest to what it should be. Um, the other option that I think they gave some thought to last night was the option two, and that had the potential to add uh, up to six weeks to the schedule. So for a host of reasons, I think option four made the most sense uh, politically and operationally to move forward. Uh, but we will certainly keep it very clear um, We'll have clear communication on our website. We'll do some media releases. If there's any changes to the schedule for payment of personal property taxes, or once we know for sure when the bills are going to be mailed, we will keep the public um, well informed of that. So, so we're not getting calls asking where the tax bills are or once the tax bills come in, if there's any change to due dates, which right now there are none. The due date would still be December 5th. Um, but we'll keep our citizens well-informed on that if anything changes. The other exciting tax issue, I, I, I'm just really excited that we're using exciting today when we talk about taxes as a CPA. Well, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and here's the thing. So every personality is different, but any change to me, that's exciting. That's a new opportunity. And so Absolutely. we're talking about some changes. So, you know, oh, this is exciting. There's a change and not everyone sees change that way. So, you know, take it or leave it. To me, it's exciting when there's change. Well, I, I agree. And if you're a taxpayer in Montgomery County, both these items are exciting because, for personal property taxes, it means you will be paying less than you would otherwise be paying had the board not addressed this issue. And the second item that they talked about in the work session is merchant's capital tax. 
Uh, and just a quick synopsis, merchant's capital tax is a tax that's levied on inventory of uh, sellers and retailers uh, based on inventory on hand at December 31 of any given year. Um, some have argued that's a very unfair tax. It's uh, There's a lot of arguments why that tax is not equitable. In Montgomery County, we're one of 44 counties in Virginia that has a merchant's capital tax. Um, because we have two large towns, and the two large towns charge what's called a B-pole tax, and I won't get into all the details of that. Um, it makes sense operationally for the county to have a merchant's capital tax to try to capture some revenue uh, from retail merchants. However, as I said, it's it's been an unpopular tax over the years. Uh, it's been discussed with the board in previous times. I think the the impetus in discussing it this year is um, the county uh, has been doing overall very well financially, and also with the reassessment coming up, there may be other opportunities to rebalance the books, if you will, in terms of revenue sources. Um, so at the board meeting on the 22nd, the board had a few questions related to the history of the tax and how localities similar to ours handle uh, merchant's capital tax or, as I mentioned, a B-pole tax. As a result of the discussion uh, at the meeting, the county staff will be working to answer questions that the board presented. They had quite a few, uh, and the board agreed to address this topic again during another work session at our first meeting in September. So uh, no action formally was taken last night, but I would encourage folks to stay tuned on that one. I think that they probably will move forward with an action uh, if their questions are satisfactorily answered at the first September meeting. To see, it was good news, lots of news, a lot of stay tuned. So uh, we hope that you will join us again in the future to see how this all plays out. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and walk us through all of the exciting tax talk today. I don't know how many times we can get that in here, but yeah, we're gonna keep working yeah. on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to print that out and put it on my board over here. Right? Exciting tax. <laughs> Um, while the agenda items seemed few at the August 22nd meeting, uh, the meeting was, as you as you've learned today, very, very full. So if you want to watch the August 22nd meeting in its entirety, including the items that we didn't get to discuss today, uh, we hope you'll visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash MontgomeryVA. And to learn more about Montgomery County, please visit our website at notva.com. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.